amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. everyone good afternoon all welcome to inside sports talk with your host joanna rosalie and ed cole we are back with a new show for you all and how are you this beautiful afternoon ed good afternoon joanna it's a beautiful day in arizona it's hot as i don't know what but it's still nice it is it is warming up in the valley of the sun granted give it for its name summer is here for arizonians I still cannot bear the heat. We are 115 degree weather already, but that's not what we're here to talk about, Ed. We're here to talk sports and to go ahead and lead off with the NBA Finals. Game three of the NBA Finals between the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics was last night, Wednesday night. And my goodness, heck of a game that that, that, that was. The... Boston Celtics defeated the Golden State Warriors 116 to 100. So, and it was a pivotal fourth quarter where it changed the the game up completely for both teams and just Boston blowing Golden State out of the waters in that fourth quarter. So, but one of the things that I do want to go ahead and say is that, you know, each team is just you know, amazing on its own, and they're very similar. So that's, you know, one of the things that makes this NBA Finals super exciting to watch. It's a, it's a teeter-totter of an NBA Finals. One game, one team wins, then the other team wins. You know, it's like, you know, a give-and-take type of situation. <laughs> that's how I see it. But they're, these two teams are very evenly matched up. Oh, yeah, there's a ton of talent on both of these teams, the Warriors and the Celtics. And last night you saw it come down to the Celtics. They were that much more physical than the Warriors. They shot better. They shot 48%. And even though the Warriors won the third quarter, they've won. Well, of course, we remember what happened in game two, Joanna, when they outscored Boston by 21 out in San Francisco in game two and blew the game open. So they rallied back in the third quarter and, and outscored them by eight. But then that fourth quarter, Joe, they couldn't do anything. They were five for 15 in the fourth quarter. Joe had only scored 11 points in the most crucial of all of the quarters, all of the quarters in the game, they, they came out and scored 11 points. They were flat. They had no energy in the fourth quarter. And maybe it was because they exerted so much energy in the third quarter trying to get back into the game, Joe. And that's what Boston does. They leaned on the Warriors all night long because they're physical and they play that brand of defense, Joanna. And when you've got Tatum that scores 26 and Jalen Brown gets 27, Marcus Smart gets 24, and Clay and Steph, they were okay. I mean, they scored they scored uh, 56 points between them, but they uh, Clay struggled to get his points. And then Steph, I, I know he got hurt later in the game, but it's just that that defense that the Warriors put on him. They wore him out last night. Yeah, it has been a heck of a of a NBA Finals. You know, you mentioned Game Two, how much of a of a difference? Well, pretty much throughout the the Finals, that's how it's been a pretty large difference as far as the points. When you you know when you look at it, Game One, Boston one hundred and twenty, Golden State one hundred and eight. For Game Two, 
Boston scored 88 points, Golden State 107. So it's, you know, pretty much, you know, we see a trend. It's, it ha- the game, yes, it's close, you know, when it comes to that first half, maybe to that third quarter, coming that fourth quarter, that's when it gets blow. you know, one team blows away the other team. The other mm-hmm. one is other things that also makes these teams very alike and what they both brought into the finals is their three-point battle, you know, is – you know, the shots, you know, from the three-point line, you know, if it's not one, it's the other. So they're like, it's like, like a battle that they have between them. And they're pretty evenly matched up when it comes to that as well. You know, so, you know, you mentioned the physicality of it. One of the things that I think with Boston, I think if I will say that Boston, and I'll give you my prediction now, is going to be the one who wins the NBA finals. So their, their defense is what makes makes them who they are and they just go and attack we saw that how they went ahead and have gone after um steph curry so that's going to be a major impact uh for the celtics or on or on the golden state warriors i should say you know where they're going to have to readjust them more so we saw how that affected the team last night the other one which you don't really see along across teams in the nba and i get on teams for this and i've gotten on the phoenix suns for this throughout the season and even in the, during the their playoff run was their check and second chance points. You know, those are that opportunity there where you can capitalize and can definitely set your tempo for, for a series or for even a game. So for the Boston Celtics, it was 22 points of second chance points. So they do go ahead and seek that opportunity. So, you know, that also made a difference for the, for the Boston Celtics last night. Yeah, you talk about plus 11 on the second chance points. Then we talk about points in the paint, Joyner. They were plus 26. 52 to 26, they outscored the Warriors in the paint. And then you talk about their offensive rebounding. They were plus 9. They had 15 offensive rebounds last night, Joe. And they were plus 16 overall as far as rebounding is concerned. 47 to 31 as far as the rebounding. You mentioned the the three-pointers. They were pretty much even. Golden State hit 15 and Boston hit 13. But... You turn the ball over 17 times like Golden State did last night. You give up 17 points off turnovers. And then you talk about uh, the second chance points. You mentioned that. And then all the other numbers I just threw out. That all leads to a Golden State loss in game three. And the Celtics knew they had to rebound from that 88-point game they had in game two, Joanna. It was plain and simple. They had to score more points. And did they not? They went uh, plus 28 from what they did just a few nights ago out in San Francisco, going from 88 to 116. So scoring points, yes. Rebounding, yes. Second chance points, yes. Points in the paint, dominating down in the, in the paint, dominating down in the green at the TD Garden. Boston did all that. Check all those off on the check mark on, on the on the checklist. No, definitely. And I'm gonna go ahead and quote our good friend Coley Harvey. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to see his story um, mm-hmm. that he did for ESPN, but he touches on story. a major point, and I totally agree. And I also said this through you know through I said this throughout the season it's the little things the little things are that matter and what can make your run to winning even an NBA's fan finals championship and, and be crowned champion so he points that out very well in his story you know if you haven't seen it haven't you can you know you can go ahead and go to go to his uh social media he has it up there you can even go to my own social media story on Instagram at least for the for the next like 24 hours so you can find it there which i shared supporting my friends but and that's truly what it is that does you know make an effect and i you know you touched you know the the three uh, sorry the the points in the pain so all those little those little contributing factors you know you add that up the turnovers you know all of that you pile that up it makes a huge difference so definitely boston came out you know seeking revenge uh, from that loss against Golden State on Game Two, they capitalized on Game Three. So we'll see how the Golden State Warriors go ahead and are they able to go ahead and turn this around, or that Boston is just going to go ahead and continue feeding off of of that hype from last night's game and go ahead and um, t- seek an advantage on the series even more over Golden State. And Boston knows what the key to victory is to beat the Golden State Warriors, right, Joanna? It's it's play as physical a brand of basketball as you can, which they did last night, continue to crash the boards and get those second-chance opportunities. They were 10 for 16 in those second-chance opportunities, Joe. Guess how many chances Golden State had on second chance? Six. 
So they were plus 10. They had that many more chances to get to be a plus 11 as far as the second chance opportunities go. But 15 offensive rebounds, that's huge. When you can continue to, to atone for your misses and you can capitalize off of that and have 22 points in the paint, uh, 22 second chance points, that gives you a huge advantage if you're Boston. And a situation when Draymond Green is not shooting well, Kevon Looney didn't really contribute anything, six points. Nobody really contributed off the bench. Jordan Poole had 10 points off the bench, but Otto Porter Jr. gives you six. Gary Payton gives you two. I, I know, granted, he's coming back from an injury. Joe, uh, uh, GP2 was coming back from an injury. So it's going to be a little bit of – it's going to give him time to really get back into the, into the mix. But Clay and Steph, it's like you've got to get more help. Wiggins has got to step up and get more. Yes, he had 18 last night, but Draymond's got to give you more from an offensive standpoint. Yes, we know he's not the – he's not – they, the Warriors do not rely on him for scoring. They rely on him for his defense and his mm-hmm. assists and his ability to get in the other players' heads on the other side of the ball court. Yeah, no, definitely. So we'll see how even Steve Curry comes out for for the next game, for game four. Being, you know, you mentioned he had a, sl- a slight of an injury. He wasn't doing so great after he had took that fall. I believe, was it the fourth quarter, I want to say? Yes, it was, was the fourth. The so, so yeah, so he he you know did confirm that he will be go ahead he will be playing on game four tomorrow night Friday. Uh, so we'll see how how he comes out on the court and how much of an effect, if any, will be on Golden State and you know well Boston Celtics gonna capitalize uh, over that 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 injury or how Steph Curry's health is doing. And whatever Steph Curry they get is better than no Steph Curry at all for the Warriors. They will not win a championship if Steph Curry is not playing in this series. Definitely. And talking about wins and losses, so who has more to lose here, Ed? So, you know, does Golden uh, Golden State have more to lose? You know, we they are NBA champions. We have Boston Celtics. We have... Uh, that all, they're all trying to go ahead and for the, as far as the team that's there now is trying to get their first championship ring for each of these players. So we have veterans who've been there from Golden State. You know, with just Steph Curry, he's has six NBA final appearances, a three-time NBA champion. So just, just mentioning Steph, uh, Steph, Steph Curry. So what are your thoughts on who has more to lose here? I think probably the Warriors have more to lose. They've, they, this is, yeah, they've been there a ton of times, and I would think that the Celtics are young enough where they can continue to make these kind of runs, Joanna, and be strong contenders in the Eastern Conference for years to come. So I think that their ceiling, that their ceiling in their window is a lot more open than what the Warriors is, especially with the Western Conference going to be continue to get stronger, Joanna. These teams out west, they're getting better, and if the Warriors say they don't win it this year. I don't, I don't think the window's completely closed for them, but it's going to be a lot harder because of the level of talent that you have as far as the teams that they're going to contend with next season to try to get back to the NBA Finals next year. No, I, I agree. Golden State is the one who has more to lose, but I do see that the Boston Celtics look a little bit more hungrier than mm. the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Yes, because they haven't been because the Celtics as, as an organization, they haven't been here in 12 years. I don't yeah. believe 10 or 12 years somewhere on there 2008 2010 the last time they've been to the finals so yeah it, it's hard to get there so when you get there you don't want to you don't want to not come back again when you get there you want to win a championship right you don't want to lose it yeah so the other question that's up in the air and has been you know talked about and I'll go ahead and pose it here for us to have a conversation on I'm, I might decide to do something a little bit more extensive on this later on but is Steph Curry's legacy, is it in question? No. No? No. The man has cemented himself as the greatest shooter to have ever picked up a basketball and played at this level or whatever level it is. Steph is what he's revolutionized the game as far as shooting is concerned. And if they don't win the, if they don't win the finals this year, I don't think that taints his, his, his legacy at all. He's the first ballot Hall of Famer and an absolute monster out there on the court. Uh, one man can't win a championship. He needs other guys around him to win a title. So if they don't win, if the Celtics do win, no, it doesn't tarnish anything that he's done in his career. He will still be an absolute 
a savage out there and the the shots and things that he's able to do out on the court, Joanna, no. That whatever happens in this series will not take away from what he's already done in his career and what he will do moving forward. What do you think? Yeah. It's it's a challenge. I'm not going to say with with, with Curry. Uh, well, the comparison is there alongside some of the best in the NBA, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Magic Johnson. You know, he's you know being compared to that. So I think that where it lies is that kind of where he ranks among those greats. You know, not really per se that his his legacy is in question, but more is that where you know where do you see you know do you can you compare him and say that he's as good as or better than Michael Jordan? Not in my opinion, no. no. So I think that's where it's going to come if you, because if you're trying to go ahead and and elevate or your yourself as a player or you're trying to go ahead and, and have a larger impact as the leg in the legacy when it comes to the NBA and, and uh, Steph Curry is yes, you know, you're, you're going to be put up along those names and you probably may not, you're going to be in the top 10. You probably may not be in the top five, you know, type of situation. And that's kind of where I see that with, uh, with Steph Curry, you know, he's made history in, in, in game one, just this, you know, a week ago, just about a week ago of the NBA finals, you know, scoring the most three point shots in a quarter with a total of six. First time that's ever happened in an NBA finals. He, yes, he has six NBA final appearances. Like I mentioned earlier, he's a three time NBA champion, two time, but most valuable NBA player, uh, a time all NBA all-star. However, where this conversation comes in and why it's questioned and being questioned by, by many is that he has not won an NBA finals MVP. So does he the, do, should the golden state warriors win the NBA finals and crown their some champions? Will Steph Curry obtain the title of NBA finals MVP? I don't know the way that they've been playing and how Boston has been able to go ahead and team up against Steph Curry and limiting him. I, that that's going to be very difficult for Steph Curry to be crowned NBA Finals MVP. And I think that's what kind of makes them a little bit of a, a little different and to be able to compare him along those grades and be able to go ahead and put him in that type five category. Well, if Golden State were to come back and win this thing, they'd have to win three more games and we would have to see how Steph plays in those three games. Should it go six or seven games if Steph consistently plays up to where we know Steph can play and he leads his guys to those three victories to get a championship. And maybe he, maybe he would be crowned the NBA finals MVP depends on how he plays. But I mean, from a, from a, uh, from a output standpoint, he's putting up the points. He's doing everything he can do. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. So we'll just have to see over the course of the next number of games, however many more games it goes, if it goes four more games or however however it goes, if Golden State were to win the championship or if Boston wins it, clearly he wouldn't get the, the NBA Finals MVP. They'd give it to probably Tatum or, or Brown or Marcus Smart or somebody like that. But we'll just have to see. It's still a long series. It's far from over, even though Boston got the game last night. But the the, the other question that really comes up is I've been hearing it all over the place with all the other shows. Can what does it mean for the Warriors if they should they win this series? What does it mean if they win it without Kevin Durant? What does that mean for the Warriors? Does that does that validate Steph Curry? Does that validate the Warriors if they were able to win this championship minus KD? I think that for the Golden State Warriors, it would mean that they can win regardless of who's on their team and who's not in their team. Because yes, it's been questioned. You know, can the Warriors? you know, win an NBA finals without Kevin Durant. So yes, he was a huge in- impact and, you know, he did carry a team a great deal when, when they, when did he did take them there and he was with the team, but it also speaks to the volumes of what you can do with and without a player. Yes. You had this type of caliber player. You don't have him now, but you're able to go ahead and restructure your team and move the pieces around to what it is that you need and to fill for that, for that void per se. But you know, you're, you're able to go ahead and capitalize regardless. Right. 
and it, it is so hard to replace a guy of his stature, right, Joe? You just don't you don't just lose Kevin Durant and replace him with a guy that's the level of Kevin Durant because not many guys are at his level. I mean, that'd be impossible to ask Andrew Wiggins to put up KD-type numbers in the NBA Finals, his first NBA Finals, because he's not Kevin Durant. You can't ask Draymond because Draymond is not that guy. That's not his role. You can't ask Kevon Looney to do that because that's not his role. That's not his skill set. That's not his strength. KD had so many different strengths. So, yes, it is hard to fill that void when you've, you're trying to replace a guy like that that came there for those two years and electrified that that organization and won them back-to-back world championships. Yeah, granted, they won one before he did, before he got there. But still, when you add a guy like that, it's hard to replace him. Definitely. Definitely not easy. But I do want to say, speaking about players, who has been someone who stood out so far to you in this NBA Finals? Ooh. Hmm. For me, actually, you know, it's 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 one of the, the guys off the bench for the Celtics, Grant Williams. I love the way Grant plays when he comes in. He is a spark plug. I love the defense, how aggressive he is when he comes in, and he just tries to disrupt everything the Warriors are trying to do from a from a, a, a scoring point standpoint. And last night he had 10 points. He was really good off the bench. He was a plus 10. Joe, four from seven from the field. He had five rebounds. So I love the way Grant Williams is playing. So every time he comes in, I'll look for number 12 and see what he's going to do against Golden State. What about you? For me, I'm going to be I'm going to go ahead and go with the one that everyone's been talking about because I even myself didn't have too much of an eye on him uh, throughout the season or much of the playoffs. But when he went ahead and capitalized on that game one and he's been to talk is Al Horford, you know, he's just been able to go ahead and step step up to the plate and and be that difference for the for the Boston Celtics. So that would be the one for me who who stood out the most and can continue to make a difference for the team and, and bring them to go ahead and get that championship for the team. And Joe, if I can throw a one A, of course it would be for me it'd be zero, Jason Tatum. There's always been so much talk over his career. When is he going to take that next step to really mm-hmm. become a superstar, Joe? So should he lead his team to a world championship? Last night he had 26. Yeah, he didn't shoot that well, 9 of 23. It was just one of those nights where he had to labor to get his points, Joanna. But I want to see if Jace, if Tatum is really going to take that next step, Joanna, and bust through that, that, that ceiling and join the others that are considered legitimate superstars in the NBA because we know Jason's got all the talent in the world. That kid can ball. But can he can he move his can he move himself to that next level? Right. No, you 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 do make a point there, and I think that that's been a, a challenge for Jason Tate, for for Tatum, and and we'll see if that's going to be if he's going to stand to the st- test of time. You know, with mm-hmm. him being in the big stage that he's at now, and can definitely make or break his career as well. Of course. This is their time. This is the time for him to shine and, and Jalen Brown to shine. They were knocking on the door for so many years, Joanna. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals for, I believe, three or four straight years. They, they, they were knocking on the door of being where they are today. So now that they were able to bust through that door, become Eastern Conference champions, now is the time for them to seize that championship. They got two more wins to get there. They're, they're almost there. They're halfway there. Yep. Um, so – I want to ask you before we go ahead and move on to our next segment here is who wins and how many games? I think the Celtics are going to win in six. I would not be surprised if Golden State won tomorrow night to even this thing up before they go back to San Francisco. And I've got a sneaking suspicion the Celtics would win game five in Frisco, bring it back to Boston and win in game six. Hmm. Hmm. Possible. They've already won in San Fran. I know it's all possible. Yep. It's all possible. Say, yeah. say, say Steph comes out to Joanne and just drops a May bomb on Boston and Boston can't do anything. And Clay goes off and Wiggins does his thing. It's, it's very possible. Golden State could tie this thing up before they get on that bird and head back West. It could. And, you know, we know, we know uh, sports, we know how these things roll, pun intended. Uh, anything can happen. So I, as I mentioned earlier, Boston Celtics for the win. I think their defense is going to get them there and be able to go ahead and, and get that trophy in their hands. And I, I mm-hmm. also go for six games, 
but it has a possibility to go to seven. I do agree with the with the way that we see these teams go and evenly matched up. It has a strong possibility to make it to seven games. And here's one thing. I'm going to tell you what. If Boston wins tomorrow night, there's no way there, there's no way Golden State is going to pull a what the, what the Cavaliers did to them a couple years ago when they were down three well, one. Remember that they're not they're not coming back from three one down. Not against that Celt, not against the Celtics and that defense. No no way. Yeah. No. Definitely. So not. so it is definitely it is definitely a must win for Golden State tomorrow night. They lose. There's the series is over. They're down three one. No way. Speaking about playoffs or that of the sort, we have the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, Ed. So how mm-hmm. how much of a hockey fan are you? Do you follow it very closely at all? Yeah, quite quite well. This uh, this Lightning and Ranger series is is pretty good, huh? They're already tied two two, going for a game five. It's a good series, even though out, out west it looks like uh, Colorado is ugh, Colorado's pretty strong. They've been strong all year long, Joe. The Avalanche. That's an outstanding organization. They're strong. Yeah. So as you mentioned that the Western Conference finals have been determined Colorado Avalanche advanced to the Stanley Cup finals, sweeping the mm-hmm. old Oilers 4-0. to zero. So they're wow. waiting for their arrival for the Stanley Cup finals. And then you mentioned that Eastern Conference finals are still in play with a series tied 2-2 two to two between the New York Rangers and Tampa Bay Lightning. So game five of the Western Conference finals is tonight. Um, actually not too far off from that um, from that game. So uh, East, you know, with New York, it's going to be in New York, actually. Madison Square Garden is going to be lit up. And oh. the Rangers fans, you know, how diehard of a fans they are. So and- that's been a heck of a series. And I, actually, after we conclude our show, I'm going to be jumping on and watching that because – I love, I love, I like hockey. I don't follow it, follow it too closely. I, you know, just enough to know what's happening. But when it comes to the Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup playoffs, and the in the finals, I'm that's where it lights me up. I do prefer to be at a hockey game and watch it. I think it's just much more exciting. You get just get, you know, that energy and that vibe is. It's not, you know, you can't compare, of course. But I'll be definitely watching that that Rangers and Lightning because it's gonna be a heck of a series, and I think might even go you know, all the way to game seven. So it it could. And the fact that it's at the Mecca, Madison Square Garden join of the most famous sports arena in the world for game five. And again, you talked about how rabid that fan base is for the Rangers. They haven't been to the Stanley Cup finals since 1994. They haven't been in almost was that six uh, quick math, 28, almost 30 years. So, you know, that, you know, that fan base is jacked because their team is good again and they're relevant and they're two wins away from the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, from reaching so, the Stanley so, Cup so, final. So, yeah. Joe, who, whoever makes it out of the East, they are in for a dogfight because Colorado yeah. is good. They're very good. Mm-hmm. So I take the New York Rangers. I'm, I'm, you know, I have a, have a little bit of a Ranger fan in me just, you know, oh. growing up and watching it and just being New York and, and being the Rangers. So You, you, you got them winning the whole series or just tonight? I have them winning the series. Mm. Uh, so it'd be, it would be nice to just see a little bit of, you know, of that, of a Cinderella, I guess, story. You could Maybe you can say, I don't know. Um, kind so, of. I mean, if they knock off the champs and, and go to this, the, the Stanley Cup final, that'd be, that'd be an awesome thing for that organization and their yeah. fans. That'd be, that'd be great. So why not? You know, they yeah. haven't been there for a long time. So I have, I have hope for them. Yeah. Who do you but take? Ne- but never, uh, you know what? I'm going with Tampa. I'm going with the Lightning. They know they've been here before. Clearly, they've won. They've won a few championships lately. It's. I know you don't like that. I see by your look. Yeah. Okay. I'm not Damian, so you don't need to do that. But I just, I just think Tampa. I think Tampa. Ah, tonight, goodness gracious. I, I'm. I think the Rangers will win tonight. But I think they'll go to Tampa. Tampa will win Game Six, and then they'll win it back in Game Seven back in New York. Mm. I think All it's right. one seven. Yeah, I, I I think so too. You know, anything can happen. You know, surprise could be a good surprise. But um, are you going to be watching tonight? Oh yeah, yep. Starts at five. Yeah, pretty much. And as soon as we finish our show in twenty three minutes, it'll be kicking off. It'll be 
They'll drop the puck, I should say, not kicking off. See, I'm thinking about football. I'm so excited. I, about I know. It. I was going to say that, too. And I was like, wait, nope. Wrong wrong reference. <laughs> wrong sport. Wrong sport. They'll drop the puck at five. <laughs> there we go. Drop the puck. I know. So many sports. Oh, MCZ wait, do. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Get wait, it together. They'll drop, they'll, they'll drop this guy? I got yeah. this at a Coyotes game. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I was trying to get one at the final at their last game at, at the Hello River Arena. I cannot land. I cannot get one, unfortunately. Yeah. So. Mm. But but yeah, exciting times for the Coyotes, huh? I, I guess they'll they'll hopefully they'll move ahead with plans to do their entertainment district down in Tempe and see what happens with the future. But at least for the time being, it looks good for the Coyotes to stay here, right, Joe? Yeah, for the time being. So there's still a lot, a lot of work to be done. Definitely with the with the franchise, with the organization, uh, with their venue as well, and, and the whole, that whole dynamic. But uh, there's still potential, and it's not over for the Coyotes. At least, at least they're not done in Arizona just yet. And it'll it'll be fun to see how the dynamic of playing at ASU next season, Joanna, in that little bitty tiny arena, that five thousand seat arena. It'll be a great home home ice advantage though for them but i just want to see i'm sure they'll pack it out every night it's only a 5,000 seat arena so they'll pack the place but it should be kind of cool playing in that little arena i'm sure the nhl is like oh so you guys are gonna play in on asu's campus huh 5,000 seats that's all you can get well most nights that's pretty much all they would get at healy river arena anyway yeah but yeah that there's a whole yeah that's that, a whole nother story yeah. with that, which we will not get into tonight yeah but, I do want to go ahead and get into MLB Ed. So we have the New York Yankees. They're lighting it up in the first half oh. of the season. The question is, will they go ahead and be able to continue that the second half of the season? That that is yet to be seen. But New York Yankees, they're 40 and 16. They're like 25 games above 500. They're at 7-1-4. And they have well, they've only lost one one game. So they're not. You know, they're not doing too shabby, Ed. So we also have the Aaron Judge hit his 22nd home run of the season just the other night. So they're, the Yankees are, it's safe to say, I'm going to say it. Hopefully, you know, we'll see what happens after I say it. But the Yankees are back. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 40 and 16, you, you mentioned. 23 and 7 at home. They They are holding court at home. And what impresses me, just like it does with the Dodgers, they're plus 101 in the run differential. Plus 101, Joe. So they are mashing teams, and they're not giving up a whole lot of runs. Just 168 runs. I wonder where that ranks. I think that's, that's got to rank. That's tops as far as the amount of runs given up across the, the, the entire major leagues, Joe. Only, I think the, the, the Dodgers are second at 191, but only 168 runs given up in 56 games. That's good. That's really that, good. That's impressive. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. The, the Dodgers, they're number that's about, one. That's about three runs league. a game. That's that's really solid pitching, Joe. It's about three runs a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the Dodgers have it all as well. You know, 37 and 20, number one in the National League West. But the San Diego Padres are not too far behind. They're 35 mm-hmm. and 22, just two games behind. Uh, San Francisco has fallen a little bit back. They're number three in the National League West. So we just keep going down from there. Um, so which won't get into the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Colorado Rockies right now. They're having a bit of a rocky first half of the season. But, you know, just going into the playoffs talk a little bit, you, I want to go ahead and see the Dodgers and the Yankees already kind of like duel it out and, and see what happens there, you know with hmm. with that situation but oh so you're so, only see them going into the post into the postseason and maybe even the world series for these are going to be huge contenders well i would think the houston astros would have something to say about that amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better learn more at managementconcepts.com that's managementconcepts.com every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in at u.s border patrol protecting our borders is more than a job it's a calling 
agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and community safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. They're playing, they're playing some really solid baseball. They're already running away with the West, Joe. They're up nine and a half games. You might Do we just want to give them the National League, the American League West right now? Might as well. You can with the, because the Los Angeles Dodgers, you, they have a uh, losing of 14 now, which their um, coach was released. So, yeah, Joe um, Madden. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, with the 14 game, or it was a 12 game losing streak at the time where they, they um, released him and they told him uh, sayonara. But, and he's not the only one. There was one other one. I can't remember who that was. Um, just a week, I believe, a week before him. But yeah, you can probably, you know, the, the Astros are going to be having it pretty easy in the American League West, though. That is really tough to lose 14 straight games. And I'm just wondering what's going on with the Rangers, the, the Mariners. I know what's going on with the A's. They've lost eight in a row. That, that, that team is an absolute train wreck. But what is going on with the Rangers and the Mariners that they cannot make up ground and they can't pass? the Angels, Joe, when they've lost 14 in a row, both of those teams should have taken full advantage and just jumped over the Angels. The Angels should probably be in last. Well, they're, they're, they're not as they're The Oakland, the A's are worse than the Angels, but still, they should at least be in fourth place in that division, and the Rangers and Mariners should be fighting for second and third somehow. Yeah, so, yeah, that's definitely something to analyze a little bit further, which we if we had the time, we would definitely do that, but mm-hmm. not not tonight. And Joanna, how about those New York Mets? They're still playing well. I believe they split a four-game series out at Chavez Ravine over the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Mets definitely, you know, are still putting up a fight. They're not giving up, and they've definitely mm-hmm. turned their uh, their team around. So the, the right now is a time where MLB – is the time you know where you can go ahead and see where everything's going to go it's just only going to intensify and heat up from here it's the summer this is where your your season is is made or you just say goodbye to any postseason hope so we also have the mlb all-star voting which has kicked off that kicked off yesterday so I'm going to go ahead and be putting my votes in as many as i can for my players i'm not going to say any names or anything but you know, uh, right now is the time. You know, send your send your guys to to the Ulster game and and get to see them take part in that. So it's my favorite Midsummer Classic. You know, that's no hidden secret. Uh, but it's only no. gonna get better from here. No, you don't say. No. Uh, and the great thing is, this in L.A., Joe. It's a six-hour drive. I know. Or, or, or an hour-long so, flight. Yep. So, well. we'll We'll definitely look forward to taking part in that. But I want to go ahead and take it to the NFL, Ed. What do you say? Yes. 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 <laughs> All right. I, I would so- never, never say no to the NFL. Come on. <laughs> well, we have Aaron Rodgers. He has said that he will finish his career with the Green Bay Packers. So what does that mean for him? In the Packers, Ed? It means that they're going to have a lot more success. Granted, you, you've you lost arguably the best wide receiver in football in Devontae Adams. He goes to the Las Vegas Raiders. So that is going to be a huge void for them to fill, Joanna. I don't know what they're going to do, who's going to step up for the Packers, but I'm sure whoever it is, Aaron, Aaron's going to have them ready to go because you lose that kind of production in a guy like that in Adams. But, but Aaron's gonna do his best. That that guy can pull off. He can, he he does the most insane magic tricks with with seemingly less talent if they're out there. But he'll he'll they'll find a good way to get them together. But it's great that Aaron. It seems like they patched everything up. It's always been documented the issues that he's had with the organization and vice versa. But at least for the time being, he says he wants to finish his career there. You know. Aaron makes those these decisions and he could change his mind in an instant and say, uh, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm done. After this year, I want to trade. <laughs> Who knows what goes on in the mind of Aaron Rodgers? 
Right. I would really like to go know what goes on in the mind of Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, no, it, it's at least right now, it's good news, you know, with all the turmoil that's been faced, you know, over the last couple of seasons. So this is good to have just some confirmation that he's not, you know, teeter tottering and he's you know, at least focused and staying in Green Bay, at least for the season being, you know, we'll still, mm-hmm. when is he going to retire that? Who knows when that's going to happen? Um, but it's good, you know, being that they're all, they're both in the same, on the same page that they both have come and saying, you know, let bygones be bygones. Let's just go ahead and look forward to a new season, a new page, a new chapter uh, with both of these, you know, with both Aaron Rodgers and the, and the Packers as a team and the organization front office, et cetera, with everything that went down, you know, hopefully they'll be able to go ahead and go into the postseason and not have any distractions, you know? Yeah. Well, they did have the distraction, but it didn't have too much an effect on them last season. We'll see Mm -hmm. how that maybe be a much, how much of a difference that can be come this season. And then the other question is how much longer will Rodgers continue to pay? to play and walk you right off into the sunset and lead the Packers to a Super Bowl before retirement. It's been a battle. It's a continuous battle for Aaron Rodgers. Yes. It's, it's hard to get to the, he's got one championship and that was 12 years ago when they won in 2010, when they went to Dallas, when they went to Dallas and beat the Steelers, it's hard to get to the uh, Super Bowl and win it consistently. So for Tom to get seven of them, that's amazing in itself. To get one is an amazement in itself, Joe, but Mm -hmm. to get seven of them, and I know Aaron looks at Tom like, wow, you got seven and I only got one. How many times did I get to the the NFC Championship game and lose? You know, like it was a couple years ago when he played Tom at Lambeau and lost, and then they went and then they made it. You know, it's, 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 it's difficult, but as long as he can stay healthy, Joe, and they put pieces around him. Again, they've got to they've got to find a way to replace that kind of production from Devontae Adams, and that's going to be hard. But the the Packers are the, that organization; they're masterminds at getting the proper talent in there to make Aaron Rodgers better. If that offensive line can stay better and he can stay healthy, they've got a very good defense. Joe, the Packers always consistently have a great defense, so they're they're straight on that side of the football. But Aaron's got to be able to have some some guys to hand the ball off to, which he does in Aaron Jones outstanding running back but man you lose 17 gosh how are you going to replace that joanna i i don't have an answer for that i think that's a question for the um green bay packers yes (laughs) but but this this is a time for aaron and matt lafleur to continue to build their relationship right because lafleur is is one of the great outstanding young head coaches in the league in the, in the years he's been there in the three, I think he's going on year four as, as the head coach of the Packers. He's done wonderful things with them. Taken, he's won 13 games or more every season. So he's got them right here. He's just got to take them here, like where my hand is, mm-hmm. and be in the Super Bowl. They, so you ideally want them to play in that building that's right down the street from my house, right? Come next year, come next February. Um, February, Super Bowl time, that would be amazing that would be the perfect christmas gift i think you would sleep out at state farm stadium being a cheesehead that you are you'd you'd or 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 you'd find out where the packers team hotel is or you'd be down at the convention center downtown for all the events every day don't give it away ed come on please like you'd be the only packers fan that's that would look to see where the packers team hotel is here in arizona no but still (laughs) Don't give away my secrets. Come on. Yeah, but that's a long ways away. They're still in minicamp, Joe. There's a long way to go before the, there before the long, Super Bowl. There is a long ways away, and I think Aaron Rodgers should ask Tom Brady if he's, you know, a recipe of his success or his a page of out of his playbook on how he's able to go ahead and get to that many uh, championship and or have as many championship rings as he has. Although you and I know part of part of that, but yep. uh, some of the challenges that I think that Aaron. Rodgers will go ahead and face this season and you mentioned it you know having um that key player that's gonna that they no longer have and also his health you mentioned it is one of the things that really has hurt the Packers and has also hurt the chances of them advancing to the Super Bowl so we'll see if this season is going to be any different for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers yes because father time is undefeated Joe you know, I, I know Tom Brady is bucking 
as far as uh, far as far as father time. So yeah, like we don't have to yeah. worry about. It. He's gonna play for another fifty years. Oh yeah, he 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 definitely is Benjamin Button, right? Goodness gracious. Yeah, that guy is amazing. But yeah, if Aaron can stay healthy and he produces, and his the guys around him produce at a high level, and they work on their special teams because that was one of their Achilles heels last season, the last couple of seasons, Joe. Uh, special teams that was one of the killer things for that football team over the last two years. But Aaron's got the talent right there, and he will make his guys better. Definitely. Um, so, Ed, I want to ask you, what is your buying power? For, as, for, as far as what? Just what's your buying power? If you want to buy anything, you know, how much can you shell out? Decent amount. Okay. All right. Do you do you have enough buying power for the Denver Broncos? I don't have four point six five billion dollars of buying power, but there's <laughs> there's a conglomerate that ex- evidently does. Yes. Yeah, definitely. The Denver Broncos have entered a sell agreement of four point six five billion dollars, and that's billion with the oh, B per wow. ESPN. So it would become a record sell for not only an NFL team, but also for a North American sports franchise edge. So the sale agreement is headed by Walmart hair Rob Walton to include his daughter and her husband. And also Melody Hobson, get this, CEO of Ariel Investment. She's a chair yes. of board of Starbucks and a director at J.P. Morgan Chase. So what a heck of a group to go ahead and come together for this uh, sale, you know, looking to go ahead and close this out. The agreement is still... Set- Joe, I'm sorry? And you know who else she is? She she would be the first minor she would be the first black woman to be an own to have an ownership stake in the National Football League. Melody. Thank you for that. No, I did not know that. Yes, she will oh. be the first one. So well, hopefully this all works out for her. And the agreement is still subject to review by the NFL franchise committee and approval by a full vote of the NFL owners. So um, so it's expected to go ahead and, and close here on the next what two weeks i think mm-hmm. yeah about two weeks yeah so yeah, yeah. When, you're deal- when you're dealing with five billion dollars joanna you got to cross the t's and dot the i's you got to make sure everything is right yeah so <laughs> so yeah what a heck of a time for a Devon broncos you know to go ahead and change some stuff up and you know i guess it's, it's the perfect time because you know they have a Q- qb they're trying to just hit the reset button and now you have a uh, new ownership potentially coming into play and also, a familiar name might become a potential owner in that group. Joanna, we're talking about Peyton Manning. He's been they've they've he's been approached as far as becoming and having an advisory role with the Broncos, which could in turn have him absorb into becoming one of the the part owners of the football team. So I think that would be a great move for the Broncos from a PR standpoint, and clearly for Peyton to become a, a part owner of a franchise who, who he took to the Super Bowl. Wow, that's very, you know, imagine that. That's, yeah. this is very, I don't know. I don't know what's the word. There's not enough words to describe what that is, Ed, really. <laughs> that would be <laughs> so mind blowing. Yeah, it is. One, that they sold that team for almost $5 billion. Put that, put that into perspective. The, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves were sold a couple years ago. Your, your guy, your heartthrob was one of the, Part on is part of the owners of the Minnesota Timberwolves. They sold for one point five. Which one? Um, uh, played for the Yankees. Very, very. Aaron Rodgers, not Aaron no. Rodgers. Alex Rodriguez. Yes, A Rod. <laughs> uh, part yeah, part owner of the Timberwolves, Timberwolves, and the Minnesota Lynx. So they sold for one point five billion dollars. And that was a few years ago. Contrast that with the with the Broncos, for almost five billion dollars. Wow, that's amazing. That's mm. crazy. Insane. It just tells you how much value a team can have. So, especially an NFL franchise. No, mm-hmm. no disrespect. No disrespect yeah. to the Timberwolves, but that the NFL buying power, as you mentioned earlier, it's it, it's at a it's at a high it's at a a much different level than any other sport or any other business out there. Yeah. And speaking of buying power, Ed, so Baker Mayfield Mayfield requested to be released from the Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. 
He's been excused from mandatory minicamp this coming week, but his salary is fully guaranteed. That's great. What? Good for ba- good for Baker. That he, <laughs> that he and his agent were smart enough to make sure his money was guaranteed regardless. So uh, if he ends up in Carolina, I know there's been so much talk about either Carolina, maybe the Atlanta Falcons. There's so many other teams out there that could potentially get Baker, but still, the brother's getting paid. I, 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 Joe, you can't hate on that. He's getting paid. No, I'm not. I'm just saying that's you know that's something that you don't see. You a player has to be released from a team. You have a contract. You know you typically have all these stipulations, or you show you know you lose out on all this money because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. But no. They were smart, you know. That's a smart play. That's Very definitely. Smart. I want, if I want, I want an agent that can go ahead and definitely keep all of my money or much as my money, you know, in my pocket, and I don't have to lose out on anything, you know, when it comes to contracts and, you know, when it comes, you know, situations such as, you know, from a player. What are you talking you about? Know? You want an agent like that? You already have one. I do. Yes, you do. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh I, 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 that's some, some news to me. And who, who's yeah. my agent? Yeah. Don't you, don't you, don't, we both wish we had an agent like that, but isn't that great though, that Baker's making money and he hasn't stepped foot on a practice field or touched the football and he's still getting paid. Mm-hmm. Definitely. No props to him. I, I don't know what that salary is, right? I don't have that number. Um, um I'm but trying to look it up right now. It, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty penny ad. So, Anyway, congrats. I guess congrats to him are in order for, for having such a great contract in place. Let's, let's see, Joe. So his base salary this year is almost $19 million. So whatever so whatever it's working out to for – I don't know how they work that out. Obviously, they get, they, I'm sure they get biweekly checks just like any other business does. But $19 million this year is he slated to make this year. Good for him. Very Speaking good for him. Of- about money, I'm going to continue on the money talk, and that's been a topic of the day today. But we have Cooper Cobb, who reached a three-year, $80 million extension. With yes, he did. Yes, he did. Good for him. It includes a $75 million guarantee, are, are guaranteed, and a worth of 110 million and it's worth over 110 million dollars over 5 years of the deal. And that 75 million is the highest amount of guaranteed money given to any wide receiver in NFL history. Mhm. You beat me to that. Wow. Yes. So he he earned his money. And you know else who earned his money? His, one of his teammates on the other side of the football? Yeah. Ram star Aaron Donald lands a $95 million contract and which pays him like a quarterback. Yes. And, and he's just as valuable, if not more valuable than a quarterback, Joe. He's the best player in the National Football League, offense or defense. This guy is unbelievable. So, of course, the Rams will pay him exactly what he deserves. He is the yeah. best player in pro football. And it's $40 million more than he was previously scheduled to make, Ed. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. just speak, speak, uh, speaking of an impact of what you can make to, to a team, to an organization, to a franchise, you know, mm-hmm. and this also includes a $65 million guaranteed in money, which outpaces the 63, $63 million to Rams gave quarterback Matt Stafford earlier this season yep that's exactly what i was going to say so the rams are going all in they went all in last year to get matthew stafford to come there joe and they won they it worked out to great success they won the super bowl and they are like okay we won it this year so aaron wants more money we know he is the cornerstone of this franchise we're going to give him what he wants we saw what cooper cup did for us we saw what he did in that playoff game against the tampa bay buccaneers on that very final on that final play joanna you remember that play and what he did in the Super Bowl, and he's he's bided his time and he's worked his tail off for us since he's been here. We're gonna give him his money, and Matthew got his money because he led them to a Super Bowl championship. So the Rams, I love the organization and the way that they are just they're going, they're they're putting all their all their chips are going on the table, Joe. They're just they're going all in. 
I don't shoot as they should, you know, the you know, right, they should definitely have, you know, to put, you're going to have to be putting up a fight if they want to see any type of postseason, you know, life and even a possible aim for the Super Bowl. Yes, Joe, because they know the Rams know they're in a prime position right now. Russell Wilson's not in Seattle anymore. They're at a crossroads right now. We don't know what the Seahawks are going to look like offensively. And their defenses, eh, they've always been okay before after the Legion of Boom. And the Cardinals are going to be, we don't know what they're going to be. They're going to miss, uh, they're going to miss DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games of the year. So offensively, they're going to be different. And we know the San Francisco 49ers, who are they going to look like? Is is what's Jimmy Garoppolo going to look like? Is Trey Lance going to be that that guy that needs to step up if he needs to step up? We know defensively they're very good. The 49ers are, but they've been besieged with injuries over the last couple of seasons. So now the Rams are like, okay, we see what our competition's like in the NFC West. We're going to spend some money right here. We're going to keep our guys in house. We won a Super Bowl. We got a beautiful stadium, and the feeling is great here in Los Angeles. So we're going to spend some money to keep that feeling going on for at least one more season. Yeah, we'll see how much more that feeling lasts because we know when you come off of a, of a high of winning a Super Bowl, you know, sometimes you continue that, but it doesn't always translate to something positive. So we'll see how that, you know, affects the Los Angeles Rams into the new season uh, or when the new season kicks off. Yes. And Joanna, it's Los Angeles. Of course, they're going to do it big, right? Of course. Yes. Wouldn't expect anything less. Of course. And didn't, didn't Sean McVay get an extension too? I believe he got an extension. Mm-hmm. So the head coach got paid. So everyone got paid. Yes. But you know who's getting paid, Ed? Who? There are elite names in PGA from that are not getting paid. So the PGA tour has suspended 17 members off because they decided to go ahead and play the live golf turn golf tournament. And those players that are banned from tour events are Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood, and Sergio Garcia, just to name a few, um, due to the, um, how should I say this? Due to money that they're, they're receiving to go ahead and go into, into this tournament, which has been very, very controversial. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the the whole layout of it. Yeah, it's been controversial because the one one of the major financiers or, or owners of the, the Live series, uh, he's been a, there's been a lot of human rights issues that he's been linked to. So that's one of the main major controversies in this whole situation, Joanna. But when the Live Golf Series is giving out signing bonuses of reportedly over a hundred million dollars, wouldn't you think those seventeen guys would leave? And I know that PGA Tour, can they counter that kind of money? And I don't think so. When you've got 54 whole events, Joanna, you, they've got so many different, they've got seven regular season events, and they're offering $25 million purses, Joe, for these these tournaments. And the winner gets $4 million. The the last place finisher, Joe, the last place guy, he gets $120,000. i will take $120,000 for coming in last place, wouldn't you? I'll I'll take a, a a quarter of that. Like heck, you know, I don't blame them, you know, but yes. I also do understand where the PGA tours, you know, you know, in that aspect, you know, management or what you want to call it, you know, why they stand and saying, Hey, you're suspended, you're not gonna participate in any events, any future tournaments for however long being, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, it's human rights, you know. It you know, how like I wouldn't I for me as a player would not my heart would not set right that I'm playing regardless of the money. Yes. Cause we know the money makes the world go round and just makes, you know, for many things better. Yeah, you know, money if, talks, I'm right? it, if I'm in need of it, Oh, I, you know, I don't know, but even still, like it's just human rights, you know, when that's an issue and someone, you know, I wouldn't, as someone who has a stance as such as I do, which I'm not going to get into the details of that. Uh, I just wouldn't see, see myself, going into a tournament or someone who represents, you know, such a controversy, I would rather just, you know, hold out and not even participate. Yeah. Me, myself, you're right. The money will be hard to turn down, but 
you're right. When you think about it in your heart of hearts, you look at yourself in the mirror and say, do I want to be affiliated with an organization that has these kind of controversial ties and these things that have happened? I don't know if I could be a part of that. I don't know if I could get on any golf course and look at myself and, and be like, okay, I, I feel good about this. I made the right decision when it, when it might not be the right decision because of what this organization, it doesn't stand for that, but the person that's behind it, they've had some really bad things mm -hmm. that they were involved in and tied to. Do I want to be affiliated? Do I want to be known as a person that's a part of this organization? Yeah, no, def yeah, that's exactly. Definitely. I don't want my name to be tarnished because of having ties to someone. Yes. But that, that made such an effect on, on human beings on the world. Yes. And, you know, to, to each their own, you know, I get it. But I think, you know, it's, you know, one of the things that I learned is money comes and goes as well. So I rather stand with my beliefs and my values regardless of the money the, and, and be able to go ahead and be at peace with myself. True. But also from the player standpoint, they, they, they believe that they are truly independent contractors and they can go to and, and do whatever they want to do, which they should be. Well, that should be well within their rights. But the PGA tour doesn't think so that, you know, that's why they they're levering They're levying out these suspensions because they, because these guys are getting out of their contracts and they're going over to the, to the live series. But it's yeah, when you're throwing out that kind of money that we talked about and for their season ending championship, Joanna, it's it's going to be played in Miami in October. The purse is 50 million dollars. It when you're when the Saudis are throwing out that kind of money, my goodness gracious, those human rights issues, sometimes they do fall far, far back in, in, a, in a person's mind when you've got that kind of money they're throwing at you. It's it's only human nature. Yeah, no, un understood. But you also understand that there's going to be consequences that will come along with that. Oh, yeah. So what are you going to are you going to be able to go ahead and because of the money and the millions of dollars, you're going to go ahead and are you OK with living with those consequences? So which would Evident you rather, you know, take? You know, you have to yeah. weigh that consideration. Evidently, evidently, a lot of the, a lot of people are because 17 of those guys are, are, are went over to the to the live golf. They're OK with the decision that they made. That's them. Like you said, Joe, to each his own. Everybody makes their own decisions. Those are all grown men there that have made that decision. And to, to go ahead and go over and, and leave the PGA Tour, hey, so be it. Yeah, so so be it. So they'll, they'll step into what they what they want to do and what they stand for, or at least at least in my perception. Uh, that's all we'll say on that. Mm -hmm. Ed. Yeah, big, big, big money is a big money makes you make some kinds of decisions that aren't always that could not always be the best ones. Mm, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Mm -hmm. We've seen that so many times in our lives, haven't we? No further comment on that. Oh, look, Joe, we've hit the one hour mark. Sorry. <laughs> look, Joe, we've hit the one hour mark. Let's move on. Yes. So with that, I was going to say that closes out or concludes our show for today. Ed, before we go ahead and give everyone our information and where they can go ahead and find us, do you have anything else you would like to share or add? Well, I, just, I think it was a great show. We hit all the bases, all the major sports. It's great to have it all back. And let's see what happens with the NBA finals. And we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with baseball. I know that's your baby. Let's see what happens come come all-star break and can the Yankees continue on can the Dodgers move on I would love to see a Yankees Dodgers World Series that'd be phenomenal that'd be great be great for TV too they'd love those yeah. ratings definitely the eight ratings would totally be blown oh. out of the waters and that's exactly what I've been wanting for what two seasons now I think or yeah more mm -hmm. or less mm -hmm. is a Yankees and Dodgers World Series so we'll see if that wish will come true this season or if you know ever but <laughs> let everyone know, Ed, where it is that they can go ahead and find you on social media. Yep, on Twitter at EdCole43, IG at EdwardCole301, and on Facebook, look up Edward Cole. All right. So you can find me, Joanna Rosalie, on both Instagram and Twitter at JRosalie. That's J-R-O-S-A-L-Y-E. You can find me on, so on Facebook. Let's go ahead and 
go to look up uh, Joanna Rosalie. Just go ahead and like my page there. You can find Insight Sports Network on Instagram, Insight Sports Net, and on Twitter, Insight Sports underscore. Make sure you listen in or download and listen from wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Thank you all for tuning in. This was Insight Sports Talk. Go Lightning. <laughs> I thought you were going to say go Rangers, Joe. I'm trying to end the show with a funny. Oh, that you were just trying to be funny. Go Rangers. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be funny, but go Lightning. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.